The following broadcast is intended for mature audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Good morning. Whenever you're listening to the pod, it's going to be a good time. I'm Logan, host of the CFFFL podcast. Hey, I'm Dallas. Yep, that's Happy my brother. with you. Yeah. We're yeah. looking at each other. We are. Yeah. We are in person. We have a special guest today. Well, we had a special guest today. We were really excited. We had uh, a great interview lined up with Marshawn Lynch, who's going to talk to us a little bit about politics um, yeah, we sadly, had Trump on the other line too, but yeah. sadly it's not going to work out. Well. We do not have a guest tonight, so um, it's going to be a little bit lamer than we intended. But I think, whoa, who's that? Oh my gosh! All the way from Charleston, South Carolina. Holy cow! It's it is old granddad. Joshua John Charles <laughs> Rocky Grop oh. in studio. In the man, flesh. we have the mic oh, set up, up for guys? him. <laughs> Hey, Josh, welcome to the pod. I think you're our uh, biggest fan. Two years running, right? Yep, even when I wasn't in the league. Two years running. Listen to the pod more loyal than those who were. (laughs) That's true. We gave you shout-outs all the time on the pod. Yeah. Well, hey, man. You want to join us? It looks like you brought uh, special treats as well. brought a little something this week. Yeah, it looks like is it a little sorrow liquor. Yeah, a little old granddad. Old uh, granddad. We all bit the dirt this week. Yeah. need a little consolation our grandfathers are all disappointed in us oh, there we go nice sound right, bartender the glass over here boys right. there are no victory brews being had tonight on the podcast Not but a little bit of sorrow bourbon all. a lot of sorrow bourbon actually oh look at that that's beautiful golden <laughs> amber beautiful do we cheers my, my, uh, I think we defeat? Well, I think my we presence on this spot is brought to you by old granddad 114 Cheers, boys. <laughs> Cheers to the victorious losers. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. A, it's got kind of an oaky afterbirth to it. <laughs> it's a deep burn. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. Just like All that right. burn we felt on the on the playing field this week. Mm. Yes, that is My too guys. true. My guys have been feeling true. the burn for a while now. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about exactly what transpired in last week of fantasy football. In the Chex Mix Remix Recap. The following song is brought to you by Chex Mix. <laughs> I wish there was a way to know you're in the good old days before you've actually left them. Chex Mix rocks! you're the snack for me. You're the only one I'll ever eat. Anytime you're watching football, there's no better snack to have than the delicious taste of Chex Mix between your fingers and eventually in your mouth. Mm. Everyone's mouth's watering a little bit right now mm. after I said that. Uh, I had Chex Mix this last week while uh, just driving one day, and it uh, it just gave me a good tantalizing feel 
fantasy football. Even though my team is out of the running, it was, it was a good time. Was that was it distracting you from paying attention to the road? <laughs> <laughs> we went there, huh? Okay. <laughs> Believe it or not. Is that too soon? Logan is, uh, how do I say this uh, politely? better at wrecking cars than he is uh wrecking fantasy football teams seems like you don't have inner peace about that one quite yet i like this whole <laughs> we're ganging up on him thing and he hits the bottle oh man the sorrow <laughs> continues these guys come on diss us just, a little bit bring it on these guys are just being assholes because their teams got beat fair enough yeah. <laughs> one of them by how deep. many points I don't know how, how many, many I got beat by, but uh, Randy put up one seventy-two point nine, which yeah, I guess that was can pretty uh, much a two to one, yeah, point ratio there. It was bad. It's pretty intense. I uh, I kind of knew all week for whatever reason. This is this is one of my little quirks. Um, I always kind of map out like what my rooting interest is going to look like, and so I knew that I would probably be down with Carson Wentz, Tevin Coleman, and. Doug Baldwin with the night games, Sunday night and Monday night. But I did not know that I would be down that much. And I needed, uh, I think, like 35 points from each of them to get the victory. And uh, needless to say, that did not happen. Not even close. No, not really. Yeah. 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 But still fun. Our Falcons got a victory last night. We can hey, agree uh, on that. Rise up. Uh-huh. Looking like we're uh, going to be headed toward the playoff. Josh, what happened to your team? I have no idea what happened to my team. I think they got a concussion before they ever hit the field, just like Jake Elliott. <laughs> Seems like it. And they and they just weren't man enough to play through it, you know? Yeah, we, did, we, get, <laughs> just got, we just got fornicated. <laughs> you got what? <laughs> we got fornicated in the in our soggy bottoms. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Jeez. And it wasn't even necessarily all delivered by Leonard. Yeah. No, he didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, he was sick or had a hurt toe or something. He didn't. I know Blix really... sent me a text that just said, thank you for Keenan Allen. Um, definitely missing that guy. 34.2 points. Yeah. Keenan Allen kind of canceled out. He's not really that. been a, a touchdown guy. He's had one all season last, last week. He had going two. into this week. Yeah. 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 He had two this week and 12 receptions for 159. Dude, I'm pretty sure I saw that guy on an ISIS video in the news a couple <laughs> <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> Was he like beheading a journalist or something? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. Well, he beheaded Josh's team. <laughs> yeah. Josh, j- just tell me, how confident were you after Thursday night? I was more confident after Thursday night than I have been all season long. Wow. And yeah. That's saying something. So yeah. <laughs> I I thought that I was set. My weekend would be free of any stress. I could watch football. I could watch all the games I wanted to and not And she's a- the man. You could even fit that in there if you wanted to. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I was I was feeling so good. And actually on Sunday I uh had a brunch at my house with some friends and I have this thing where if I'm not watching the games, if I'm not fully engaged, mm-hmm. I don't want to know anything that's going on. Yeah. yeah. So I put my I, phone I away. I agree with that theory. I was at a wedding on Sunday, and I, I put it away for the entire yeah. two and a half, three hours. I either want to watch the whole thing or just see the results after it's done. And so I put my phone away, and most of my players, I think like 75% of them played at 1 o'clock mm. on Sunday. And so I went in to that feeling great. And and it's then, not like your team had a bad 
output other than uh, mm. your quarterbacks. Uh, Alex Smith was 7.9. Miraculously, that was quite a bit better than Dak Prescott. Go ahead. Yeah, well, let's just dive into this matchup at talking about the, the playoff contenders and which ones actually mattered uh-huh. um, this week. I don't know if there are any games that didn't matter, but let's... Yeah, this was a big, a big, you know, a big matchup for yeah, Cali huge. Yeah, and props education. to uh, California Education. They have won four in a row. They are the hottest team in the league. I think that's safe to say. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, seven and four, first place in the Young Guns. They... Uh, took the the buy away from me and uh very significantly they did this with five players on buy still rostered what was crazy yeah um whew, i never thought that mitchell turbisky would be the guy to take down um the soggy bottom boys but hey it happened yeah we might be talking about him a little bit later let's go ahead and look at some other matchups on the scoreboard mm-hmm. let's talk about the one that everyone seems to be raving about not quiet at all it is just you know, it's the only thing you hear on the radio nowadays, sports radio, is about Freebirds 172.6 points. Yep. So I went back and looked up the record because I know I mentioned it earlier in the season. 179 points in uh, week 14, I think, of the 2014 season. So good try, Randy. Better luck next time. But uh, 179 points is still the record. This was pretty damn close, though. 172.6. I got my but was there any combination of players he could have plugged in differently that would have got him there kyle rudolph was um i don't think so i think he played the right mix of players tyreek hill he could have played jarvis jarvis Landry, but it still wouldn't have got to 170 and by the right mix of players you mean the combination of the free bird and two cooks one cup cup team (laughs) playing together against uh, the round robins that's true Uh, yeah he Praise did. the Lord we've passed the trade deadline because now nobody can trade their good players to Randy like they've been doing all season. Maybe they just long. they just saw it as like because our trade deadline was maybe a little bit sooner than some other leagues. They're just like, I gotta mm-hmm. fit in as many trades to Randy as possible yeah. before it's before it's all said and done. <laughs> I hope Dylan gets a gets a good second round pick with that <laughs> pick that Randy traded to him for bonus pick bonus pick for brandon cooks foot massage or something yeah i knew that that trade had the potential to backfire on me i didn't know that it would happen like this brandon cooks uh really shibliterated me this weekend yeah he looked pretty good that tom brady guy's decent yeah so Freebird is uh even had jarvis landry scoring more points than tyree kill you mm-hmm. guys may have already said that on the bench we did oh. <laughs> keep up josh <laughs> Us podcasters, I mean, we're we are fast. Oh yeah, yeah, heck yeah. yeah. Seen a little bit more of this old granddad. Right. I don't think speed. we need to. Uh, I don't think we need to. No, let's talk about your team, Dallas. Matchup anymore? You just traded away the farm for Rob Gronkowski. What happened? That is true. Uh, Gronk caught three balls on three targets, which I will admit is worrisome. There are few uh, sure things at tight end, and it doesn't even really seem like Gronkowski might be one of them. Hopefully this week he comes out and, you know, puts up 20-something points. But, uh, you know, ultimately ultimately my team, nobody had a great day. Um, yeah. I don't know, kind of middling, kind of average, which is sort of how I feel about my team right now. I mean, if you look back at uh, the past few weeks of Freebird, I saw this score of Freebird and was like, holy cow, what is about to uh-huh. wreck everyone in the playoffs yeah. in two weeks? Looking back at his scores – you know, the the few weeks before this, he scored 78, uh, then he scored 91 hmm. before that. In Freebird other words, he's scores. been quiet. 
<laughs> Silent but deadly. Maybe it's new been it's Ooh, been uh, like it. it's been five weeks, four weeks since he scored over a hundred points. So yeah, this is one of really? those teams wow, that I, I thought yeah. was kind of anomalous. Where I, not in like the the that there it's an anomaly that they scored this many points. Obviously, they're not going to score one hundred seventy points every week. But I thought this team was a lot better than the point totals they were putting up. They had players that were getting lots of good opportunity, um, and it just all worked out on one week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I agree. I think I've been kind of watching Freebird quietly making his way through the last few weeks. and uh, Starting to shake in your boots a little bit? I don't know about shake, but I definitely, you know, we'll probably talk about the playoff routes a little bit or mm-hmm. playoff chances a little bit later on. But I think that, spoiler alert, Freebird is the team that I think, uh, you know, I'm not going to downplay my team, but I think Freebird has one of the best chances Going into the playoffs, he's certainly getting. It seems like he's that. getting really red hot right now. I mean, if you're playing with two teams, of course you are. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> he really does uh, have a ton of depth. Um, it's pretty crazy. Drew Brees had like what three points going into the fourth quarter, and then he uh, just turned it on old style. Um, really killed me. But hey, you know who won the matchup for for Randy this week? was Steven Goskowski. Goskowski's revenge. revenge. <laughs> 2.0. <laughs> he got back at me. Don't drop that it. guy. It'll come back It'll to bite you. It'll always come back to bite you. That's the moral of the story. Let's move on but, to another matchup, unless you wanted to say one more thing, Josh. I was just going to say the Ravens' defense against Green Bay. I mean, who would have ever seen that coming earlier in the season? Yeah. yeah. When Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, I, know, just, I was going to say, Brett Hundley might have I just still that. haven't gotten over that. Rest in peace, Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's sad. It's, it's everything sad. we know about Green Bay. I do kind of have to reprogram my mind when I see like against Green Bay, Green Bay on a matchup. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh wait, mm-hmm. that's actually against a good the Green matchup. Beret would actually be a better matchup right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that would really work out. Well, there are a couple more uh, playoff relevant. <laughs> yeah, we have a big one in uh, Roger Goodwill Hunting versus the Numb Nuts. We got three big ones. Wow, right here around this table. This is why people make fun of our sense of humor, Dallas, is because you constantly throw in phallic <laughs> oh, references. Oh, don't just put this on me, it's man. It's always you. The I people mean, want the phallic references. Dude, I mean, Give them what they want, just Josh. that mic you're using right now. I mean, I don't know where you found a penis-shaped mic, but... <laughs> um, I mean... We'll get the YouTube up running next Whatever next gets season. your goat. Whatever you're... <laughs> yes! I can't even think of a comeback. <laughs> Now, now you Yours know how looks I like feel. one too. <laughs> All right, what was the big one we were going to talk about? Those numb nuts of our fathers. Um, <laughs> big, huge win, and uh, took down Roger Goodwill Hunting, who is on a four-game losing streak. Yikes! Uh, kind of like my Clippers, Dang. and um, kind of, but uh, Clippers have lost nine in a row. I've heard the. We'll talk I've, about that tomorrow. I've heard the Rogers have been out at camp the past few weeks just been chilling in the woods yeah i don't know they gotta he's back in greenville this weekend so watch out whoever he's yeah maybe they'll actually get off the bus this week but yeah let's be fair he the jets were on by (laughs) so who's missing out on robbie anderson (laughs) i'm just kidding even the goat could yeah not a lot of win on this one had a good performance but uh Man, the go to the first few weeks, Kareem Hunt has really quieted down. He hasn't found the end zone in quite some time since week three. I, I wonder how he feels about starting Ted Ginn Jr. over Kenny Stills. Hmm. I mean, Ted Ginn, six for 87. It's not too shabby. 
It's not bad at all. Yeah. That's really good. Quite, Quite a bit better than the Rams D. Never fun nice. to have a negative five. No, that always hurts. That always hurts. Um, Chargers D, on the other hand, 24 points. Oh, gosh. Thank you, Peterman. What a plug and play. Who would have um, seen that coming with the Rams versus Minnesota? Yeah. Being such I a mean, good game. Minnesota's the real deal, man. Yeah. I know we're talking about fantasy and one fantasy league in particular, but I think Minnesota might be the uh, top challenger to the Eagles. Also, speaking the of the real deal, how about Alvin Kamara lighting the league on fire? Yeah, I hate it. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, look at I think Numbnuts may need to reconsider his team name after this week. Looking at his bench, too. Devontae Adams, Amendola putting up some big points. Roethlisberger scoring 30, 33 points. Wow. I mean, just think if he had plugged him in there. He's got – Numbnuts has some depth. Oh, yeah. He's going to he's gonna make a playoff push, I think. Um, I think he wants us to talk about it a little bit, but we're going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Six and five. That was a big win, though. Um, Spencer is – like we said, falling on tough times. Also, he did Zach Ertz. I'll, I'll say this real quick. Zach Ertz had one catch, right? That's yeah. uh, that's piss poor. And, and I, don't, I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Um, interesting. Uh, so Numbnuts was able to pull off the win, go to six and five, uh, despite Travis Kelsey throwing an interception. So let's go ahead and look at some <laughs> other matchups. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's funny. He get negative two points for that. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Right there, going neck and neck with Numbnuts for the bottom slot from the old. Old Dudes League is Nuke Nuke, I'm Your Father, uh, taking taking kind of that... Uh, yeah, quietly 5-6 and six with a win over Mr. Meow. Now, this one's actually honestly I, quiet. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, I think that's pretty legit. He gave me a run for uh, my money the week before. Uh, Logan and I have always really liked this team. Yeah. And just been kind of um, dumbfounded about why they've uh, scored so little points. But it looks like it's starting to come together. It really is. And... Uh, I don't know what's their upcoming schedule look like. I know we probably while while you're looking at that, I just want to mention that there is the prospect that Aaron Rodgers returns for the fantasy playoffs, which means Jordy Nelson will be playable again. Yeah, um, and then also in in spite of him, are you looking up his roster? Or are you just listening to me? Just listening to you. Okay. Um, and in spite of that, he's picked up some really really nice waiver wire pickups. Um, Latavius Murray looks really really good. Mm-hmm. Alfred Morris uh, also looked pretty good last week. And uh, on top of that, Chris Hogan's getting healthy, too. So this team has depth, too, that's coming back. Um, Carlos Hyde was even on bye, and he got off, got a win. Um, this is a team that could actually make a playoff push in these next couple of weeks. And, uh, and It's not a team I would want to face in the playoffs. No, yeah, not yeah, at really all. Isn't. Julio Jones, Matt Ryan's <laughs> stack is going to be dirty when there's an, yeah. the, against New Orleans twice. Also, so we, we all just saw the Falcons on the road at Seattle, which is a tough place to play. Their next three games are at home. The, uh, the opponent's... Kind of, kind of lighten up a little bit as far as defenses go. Yeah, um, yeah, he can make a push. He's got two cooks, one cup this week. So, uh, I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it's a sure thing that he'll get Anything the victory there. <laughs> but uh, two cooks, one cup is kind of reminds me of uh, what would happen back in as a kid back in little league when the other team didn't show up. You just kind of got the win. I think that's what Nuke Nuke and your father has this week. Hey, wow. but rather have Josh Gordon. <laughs> yeah, and to add injury to injury, uh, two cooks, one cup. Lost Chris Thompson, probably their best player this past week. So uh, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, our former champion. Um, I think he's starting to think about next year. But he's got two cooks, one cup, and then Californication. So that'll be a tough matchup in Week 13. We'll see what happens yeah. there. Um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they snuck into the playoffs. Before we move on from this matchup, 
There's something that I've been wondering for a long time. Uh, I think maybe two or three years is how long Andy's had this picture as the <laughs> icon of his Farley, team. Right? What on earth does this mean? <laughs> is, it, is it Chris Farley yelling at the fan? Yeah, I'm trying to think back. It's it's, it's, it's an, an SNL so skit. I remember I shooting that. the breeze a long time ago. Was Dwight Schrute shooting a paintball gun? I do remember that, that was his one. championship year. I'm looking back. 2015. His team name was When Tannehill Freezes Over. Was but that it was a different picture? Really? Yeah. I'm not sure. But he hasn't had uh, New Hopkins on his team for <laughs> two years. When was Total? <laughs> you know that better than heart. most. <laughs> total Eclipse of Gerhardt. That was that was a while back because Toby Gerhardt has not been in the yeah. league for a while. That was 2014. Looking back at it, he was the he was the the uh, John the Baptist of Christian McCaffrey. He paved the way. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a hot minute to figure that out. But, uh, well, m- uh, before we move on from this matchup, Mr. Miyagi's number one player continuing to do work. Jaguars D, <laughs> and Mark Ingram, which uh, Jaguars D outscored. Hurts me. <laughs> I know, but Mark Ingram is a. Uh, a stud. He's an every week starter, especially when uh, your running back two is Andre Ellington. Because we're well, you just got it. picked up by the Texans, right? Yeah. Right. Who just lost a running back, Deontay Foreman? Could be. Might be a better opportunity. Gets to play with his cousin, yeah. Bruce. Yeah, pretty cool. Gets to play with his college teammate, New Hopkins. Gets, Gets to, to eventually play with potentially play with Deshaun next year. Yeah. Seems like the Texans are just a uh, South Carolina mm-hmm. University alumni program. <laughs> it really is. In a yeah, lot that's of where they get their inmates from. <laughs> that's really bad. Up. Well, I think there was one more semi-playoff relevant yeah, matchup this it was, past week. It was definitely for one team. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good thing Mike got the win. Uh, I, I'm at this point. I'm just playing spoiler for anyone that I'm playing against this week, which I'm happy to do. I'm not. Um, I'm not going to like give people easy wins or anything like that. Um, or I'm hoping not to. <laughs> But yeah, Mike's Mike's team's really solid. Um, even without Ezekiel Elliott, um, he's got a really strong team, and uh, it sucks. Robert Woods might be out for a couple of weeks because I was yeah. thinking this team was putting together a nice yeah, run. I think that's gonna hurt um, quite a bit. I'm interested where they fill in that gap. Maybe Paul Richardson. Not a bad option. It's not. It's not horrible. Yeah. He's got some ooh, interesting matchups coming up. Russell Wilson continues to do Russell Wilson things. Russell Wilson Even in is a loss, awesome this year. He was he was amazing. He um, had us on the edge of our seats. It was uncomfortable. You know what's weird yeah. from a from a non fantasy point perspective? Um, people are talking about Carson Wentz a lot. People are talking about Tom Brady a lot in MVP talk. I think Russell Wilson should be in that conversation. He should definitely yeah. be in that conversation. He's got the stats to back it up. Yeah. Um, I heard he is number one in the league by a considerable margin in the percentage of yardage that he's responsible for on his team. It's like, I don't remember. What oh, I would the imagine is. so. Yeah, yeah, but it's like in a non A seventy percent something like that. Like, well, they have no running backs. Yeah, exactly. Eddie Lacy three carries, two yards on Monday. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then Mike Davis looked pretty decent, and then he got hurt. Unfortunately, um, McKissick, whatever. Yeah, he is what he is. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, this team's got the top quarterback and arguably the top running back in Le'Veon Bell, maybe moving forward. So, uh, so it's definitely a good running back, yeah. Team to be reckoned with, that's for sure. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, Blair Walsh left uh, points on the board, so. The only question mark he has it would be is at a tight end, but which one of us doesn't have a 
question mark at tight end. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Jason Witten's been decent this year. He, he has been. The last couple of weeks have been pretty poor. Yeah. Um, m- Maybe the, the Cowboys will figure things out when they get their left tackle back. But right now, that team looks bad. Yeah. But, hey, we all get to see them on Thursday. Cowboys Chargers. Stoked. Me too. Yeah, that's going to be good. All right, do we need to talk about uh, the battle of – the battle for because Southern we're California. Paid to talk about it, we'll go ahead and do it. <laughs> Wait, who's paying us? <laughs> I haven't gotten a single check. The, the battle for Southern California: father versus son, Isaac versus Abraham. Wasn't even close. No, it wasn't. It was not a close matchup. Um, pretty big point total for the headless chickens: ninety-eight point eight. Um, Adam Thielen. Let's talk about the revelation that is Adam Thielen. Mm. Um, I don't. We're we're we're. He's the new Jordy. Off, off the off the air, we were talking a little bit about maybe some fantasy regrets, and I don't regret trading Adam Thielen, but I don't regret I I do regret not trying to trade back for him harder, hmm. um because I got Doug Baldwin off of him, I felt pretty good about that, but I wish that I would have gone for back for him a little bit more, well maybe one of those weeks that he didn't play as well because I truly believe in this guy, he's a good talent. Number three receiver in fantasy, it's crazy. Yeah. Him and Case Keenum have a uh, <clears throat> a special connection, I think. I think so. Yeah. You know, both being white. <laughs> well, he did, I mean, it's not like he looked bad with Sam Bradford. He looked great. No, yeah, you're, you're totally right. Yeah, but Adam Thielen is a blue chipper. I think he is one of the ultimate keepers, in my opinion. I'm not sure. Do you remember what round you drafted him in? Logan? It was like eight or nine. That's a, that's a great... Tenth round. Tenth, tenth round. Tenth round keeper, yeah. Adam Thielen. Next there you season. go. I feel like in redraft leagues, he's either like a late first, early second round pick. Dano, you'll be keeping uh, Adam Thielen, and your son will be keeping Josh Gordon. So... You got him on that one too. <laughs> Rather have Thielen. You're two and zero. <laughs> that or Greg Zwear line over there. Ooh, that's Greg that's the leg. Greg the leg with the rare one point outing. Um, I saw going into this week, he's on pace to break the record for most points scored by an NFL player in a season. Well, but I'm not awesome. sure if that changed after week eleven. That's really awesome. Yeah. What happened with the Rams this week? Jared Goff too, only scoring nine point eight points. Yeah. Minnesota, they're the real deal. The the Rams second lowest total the Rams of the year. marched down and scored that first drive with Todd Gurley and then didn't do anything the rest of the game. Twenty four unanswered for Minnesota. Hmm. I'm telling you, I like this. Sounds Vikings like another team. team Todd Gurley plays for. <laughs> <laughs> Came I, out of that I, I do want to say one more thing. I th- I feel like I was a little bit unfair to two cooks one cup when I said that they don't have any good keepers because I think Devin Funchess he was on by this last week. What I, was unfair about that? I think Devin Funches could be potentially a good keeper. Mm, um, the franchise. Yeah, that's not a bad one. Yeah. And Tariq like Cohen that. has flashed good signs at times. You've gotten flashed by Tariq Cohen? Yeah, when you see him flash across the screen. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's that's it for the, the Checks Mix Remix recap. Anytime you're going to sit down and watch some football, go ahead and pour yourself a bowl. The Checks Mix. 60% less fat than potato chips. Yep. But not while you're driving. <laughs> I hydroplaned. moving on we have a little bit of segment that's going to bring out the uh the bitterness and bile of uh of of fantasy owners around the world before this i'm going to go ahead and preface this before we get into the wtf what the fudge a few weeks it's been a few weeks i am not going to partake in this segment listen Um, i have inner peace I am uh, completely satisfied where I am with this season. Um, I would have loved to be in the playoffs and be competing for a championship. Um, and um, like someone who's four and seven. I, I you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a competitive person, but I, I know I got dealt some short straws and some injuries and some things of that nature. Um, really, wh- what I can say is I'm excited about 
the keeper system because it gives me something to kind of play for and look forward to. Um, and I have guys, young receivers, uh, Samaj P. Ryan, some players who look like they could potentially take over that lead role and uh, be be valuable keepers next year. So I'm, I'm excited about this. Logan, and P. Ryan plays running back. Go ahead. I said valuable receivers and Samaj P. Ryan. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't see the comma. Didn't hear the comma. Yeah, see, we have a whiteboard, so I'm trying to write everything <laughs> as I say it, and uh, yeah. I forgot my comma. Sorry, Dallas. It's okay. Maybe do better without further ado what What the the fudge fudge? (laughs) do you like snacks do you like do you like cakes do you like snack cakes i thought so Hey guys, uh, what the fudge? Um, <laughs> what the f- I didn't really think man. about anything specific. Just the fact that I got 172.6 points scored against me—that is unheard of. Um, credit where credit is due. Freebird, they uh, they rocked like Leonard Skinner themselves this weekend. <laughs> uh, literally just points up and down the board. Drew Brees had like two points going into the fourth quarter. I think I alluded to this earlier, and then he flipped the switch and went crazy as only Drew Brees can. Um, Freebird has incredible running backs. They kicked my butt. Uh, incredible wide receivers. They kicked my butt. Even the ones on the bench kicked my butt. Um, Kyle Rudolph, eh, whatever. I'm cool with him. But uh, Lamar Miller, 16.3. I think Ravens, you threw D, some shade at Lamar Miller last week too. On the pod? Uh, maybe it was on the pod or off the pod, but I think you threw a little shade at him. And we're just like, ah, he's not that good. Now hey, I will stay. Deontay Foreman did score two touchdowns. So could have been even worse with Lamar Miller. Yeah. Or better if you're Randy. Uh, but what the fudge, 172.6. My team was decent this week, 97.6. Would have would have beaten a few of the teams out there, but I had no chance whatsoever against Freebird. But it's okay. No We're on Gostkowski. to whatever team I'm playing this week. I don't remember. Uh, Mike, Miranda. Miranda on the backs of Hawks. We're on the backs of Hawks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, WTF. <clears throat> also, Gronk. Co-owner. Open. Co-owner. Oh, 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 hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Sterling Shepard, what the fuck? <laughs> I forgot. What happened to that dude? Dude, he's been playing great. And he then farted on the bus. On Saturday, I heard. he had a headache. I heard he farted on the bus on the way. To oh, his, and that's yeah. why he got a headache. Yeah, yeah, but he's dealing with migraines. Uh, he didn't play on Sunday. That was unexpected. I can't help but think if I would have had Sterling Shepard in there, I would have gotten the victory. You know, he just had to score eighty-five points. <laughs> um. But uh, what the fudge, Sterling Shepard, I hope you play on Thursday or else you are going to ruin my Thanksgiving. That's not true. But uh, He's not going to play. Yeah. Probably not. He's dealing with the migraines. That's um, rough. So what the fudge and also best of luck. Get well soon. The Giants. Actually, the Giants' two wins this season have come without Odell Beckham Jr., Brandon Marshall, and Sterling Shepard. How weird is that? That is I know. some weird So I was going to say the Juju. Giants need you, but apparently they, they don't. They so. don't. Yeah. Anyways, what the fudge? Hey, co-owner of the Soggy Bottom Boys, you got anything to say? Do I have anything <laughs> to say? You cannot see his eyes right now, but they're they're wild. Oh my gosh, what the fudge? I don't even know where to start. 
I was feeling so good all weekend long, just cruising on the back of Antonio Brown, mm. running this weekend. I mean, has there been a better showing? That was incredible. I mean, maybe Kareem Hunt week one. But, I mean, even uh, Keenan Allen put put up almost as many points yeah, as Antonio Brown did. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, like, Thursday night performances that give you, like, closure for how the season or the the week was going to end yeah, up yeah yeah i think Kareem well, there's no way your team could lose yeah what the fudge alex smith alex smith oh was gosh. the number <sighs> two going into this week alex smith was the number two quarterback in fantasy and I now just, everybody's talking about patrick mahomes he had never scored he hadn't scored less than 14 points i mean he had put up some amazing numbers being alex smith still put up some amazing numbers put up Seven point nine points against the Giants, who have given up. That was wild. What like, was weather a factor in that game? The weather was pretty pretty crappy. Okay, um, but there was a lot of crappy weather. This but week. it was it, they were bad passes. It was bad. What Giants are playing inspired football, man. What can we say? Anyways, go ahead, Josh. It's your rant. And then I found some consolation after that happened, and thinking, all right, well, next week. I'll put uh, that's that's my bad for putting in Alex Smith. I'll put in Dak next week. It'll be all right. What the fudge, Dak Prescott? Negative points as a quarterback? Yikes! The only the only thing in fantasy football that's acceptable or even mildly acceptable to have negative points is as a defense, but a quarterback is the last player that I would expect to have negative points and unless Dak- he's named Nathan Peterman. Yeah, with a name like that. <laughs> yeah, at least you didn't start Nathan Peterman. Yeah, could have been worse. No, but I get you, man. Dak was, Dak was awful. It Ugh. seems like without Zeke Elliott holding his dick all game long, <laughs> Dak Prescott <laughs> can do nothing. This Dak. I hope you heard that, Dak. I hope that motivates you for this next week against the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just Thanksgiving football crushed Nathan Peterman. <laughs> oh. Ooh, yeah. It's a bad matchup. You better hope his left tackle plays yeah. um, because he's gotten sacked think a total of like 12 times the last two weeks yeah i really hope tyron smith comes back this week my team needs it needs him needs that offensive line you should pick him up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pick him up. i think he's ava- available in uh 100 of leagues <laughs> yeah, probably probably okay i have a couple more what the f- Jarek mckinnon you are a better that wasn't even a fudge <laughs> <laughs> you are a better running back than latavius murray you know it i know it we all know it <laughs> We've seen it. We've seen these flashes. What are you doing? You're getting just as many touches as Murray. 14 but for these past couple yeah. weeks, you are not fulfilling my expectations of you as a player. You're not fulfilling my hopes and dreams. You have what it takes. Why aren't you showing it? Hmm. And then wow. it's like it sounds a like disappointment of a father or something yeah. and a son. <laughs> I don't even deeper. want to talk about the Cardinals defense against Tom Savage. I hate that Savage. guy. Savage. <laughs> that is not his team. Whatever no, he may say. No, no, no. Go Tigers. Did he say that? Yeah. He said it over the offseason. Oh, okay. He said, no one's taking this team for me. It's my team. What the heck? He just needs to focus you on You got benched the- in the first game, Tom Savage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just needs to focus on stealing the Declaration of Independence. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, dude, that dude is the uh, doppelganger of Nicolas exactly Cage. Like yeah, what yeah. the fudge is up with yeah. that? And then my my last what the fudge is just the this was the icing on the cake is what the fudge what kind of cake was it Josh a fudge cake it was a fudge cake <laughs> fudge cake <laughs> oh no 
guys. What the fudge, Jake Elliott? I mean, I thought going into that game. You just picked I, him up, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, going into this week. I wanted him over yeah. Justin Tucker. Go, going into this week, he was the number three kicker in fantasy. Eagles offense, yeah. Yeah, he, he has a, he has a lot of opportunities. He has a weak skull, he, I heard. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks in a row of double-digit points. Didn't we mention that last uh, pod? Maybe, or somebody did. I don't know. It's a lame right. thing. Right. I mean, what, what, this guy got a concussion before he could score a single a single anything. Well, the weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he still outscored Dak Prescott. So uh, yeah, You I can mean, ask my wife. On that, that night, we, we were laid in bed. I was watching this game. and uh, Were you watching on your phone? No. Oh, okay. Did you have anger sex? Holy, <laughs> we're going there. <laughs> He's not saying no. <laughs> that is not a thing. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> anger no, sex but we're, the, you know, it's getting late. This game. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell your story. Well, we're, we're watching this game. I'm looking to, you know, chill out from the weekend. And that first kick that Jake Elliott attempted that first field goal and he missed it. I just knew something that this was not going to be good. And I turned it off right then and knew that I was not going to get any sleep that night. If I continued watching that game. And I think I made the right That's decision. I think so too. Yeah, what was weird is that right he, bed, he right? got concussed the first play of the game, but stayed in attempted a field goal. And then there that were like, concussion protocol is yeah. flawless, man. Yeah, what the heck? How do you get a concussion as a kicker? trying to make a tackle you know who it was it was ryan switzer from unc had that had a pretty nice return on the opening kickoff and he had to tackle him and it was kind of it wasn't helmet to helmet but he had a hard week yikes yeah we can drop him give him that fresh wave give him that fresh wave wave him wave him (laughs) i don't know yeah well it's i think i think we got out all of the the sickness and grotesque Words that we wanted to say about you know our who teams. You could have used this week, Josh. Who's that? Richard Matthews on the Ooh. bench. <laughs> Soggy bottom bench. Points. That's the last time that I ever bench Richard Matthews in favor of Devonte Parker. Yeah, yeah. Should know that anyone that Jay Cutler's thrown to is smoking Jay. Yeah, he's getting that secondhand smoke. <laughs> Not a good place. I think to the be only reason that uh, Kenny Stills did so well is because he shared a little private bowl with. Jake Cutler before the game. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then and then Matt Moore came in. Inside <laughs> information here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and cool. uh, it's something to look forward to is uh, Richard Matthews goes against the Colts this week. Should be a good matchup. E. Yeah, that's why I'm starting Mariota. Not that it matters for me anymore. But spoiler. Hey, we're we're gonna talk about it a little. It's a little bit of a recap on the season, I suppose. Before we do the Garbiettos big balls, um, we just want we we want to talk about what's something we regret. Let's let's talk about a little bit of no rag rats. Um, let's let's what's something that you regret? I I mentioned it earlier. Uh, one of mine was that I traded away Adam Thielen for a player that I believe in, Doug Baldwin, and I don't necessarily regret that. Might even still do it now. Probably not actually. Now that my my season's done, I'd want to keep Adam Thielen. Um, Sounds like you're really talking yourself into this, man. <laughs> That's a rag rat. But I regretted not trying to trade back for Adam Thielen. Um, no. I don't think that there's ever been a third round pick or maybe a second round pick that has wrecked a team as much as mine did this season. Um, I 
was a little there was a lot of question marks on the second round running backs that were going in the draft this season and I just elected to you know what I'm gonna take late round running backs and maybe a running back in the third round and I'll be okay and never have I been so wrong as Thorne Oakenshield may, may have said um I I drafted Marshawn Lentz and I drafted Rob Gronkowski and although Rob Gronkowski is a great tight end um on weeks that he's not playing in Dallas's lineup um he gave me eyes. <laughs> Marshawn Lynch has been untradeable and borderline unstartable on a team that has any good running backs. And I have just been scrounging ever since. Um, so, yeah, that, that's something that I kind of regret. What about you guys? Hmm. <clears throat> Dallas, I mean, you might have some that have kind of flourished pretty, the last couple of weeks. Mine's pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, uh, I, think I regret trading Mark Ingram back. Melvin Gordon. Hmm. I mean, in the process, you know, that kind of led to me getting Mike Evans, who I think is a top receiver. But I think I would rather have Mark Ingram than Melvin Gordon moving forward. Um, one of my big regrets is taking Terrell Pryor in the third round. He who just got himself onto IR. I was placed which on maybe IR explains some things that maybe he was playing hurt the past few weeks. It's, I think I, uh, he got ankle surgery, is what I read. Oh, okay, I will say I did trade him at the right time, um, but. I was just thinking, I know the debate for me right there was between Terrell Pryor and Alshon Jeffrey, and I would much rather right have Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. So, yeah, I got some regrets there. I know there were a couple. I remember, Josh, you guys picked up Jarek McKinnon, like, midweek. Like, he wasn't even part of the waiver wire process. It was just, like, a little bit later in the week. Yeah. He was sitting there, and you swiped him. And that's one of those ones where I'm like, why didn't I just, like, pick him up? Like, can can right I say something there, about right that real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was one of the weeks where I was very low on the waiver. This might have even been when I was 0-3. Um, I had a claim in for uh, Jerick McKinnon, pretty high up there. Um, but when the waivers went through, I had too many running backs on my team. So they didn't. there is a limit on a, on a number of positional players that you can have. That's crazy. And because I had too many running backs, it didn't go through. Mm. So a little freebie yeah. for you. Yeah, well, I mean, I actually considered picking him up the previous week. I'd read a few things saying that people believe, you know, people were saying that Jarek McKinnon was the better running back and ultimately he would come out on top. Mm-hmm. And I bought into that and I I didn't buy into it initially, which I guess I'm lucky that. Didn't drop him or something? Well, I guess I'm lucky that you didn't pick him up that oh, first yeah. week because I almost tried to add him that week, decided against it, and then picked him up the next week. And I do not regret doing that. And I still believe in him. Although, I don't know. Josh, see, what with, the fudge is over. No, go ahead. Go ahead. This go is ahead. a little bit of bitterness. Still. And it would seem that the Vikings still believe in him. They're giving him just as many touches as Latavius Murray. He just yeah. doesn't seem to believe in himself. Hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> Some deep psychoanalysis. He needs to go find his courage like the huh. lion in Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I think so. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of references here. I, I don't I don't have many regrets from this season. I was just looking at my... You're, you've kind of been balling out this season. Yeah. I don't... I mean, I regret... Those bottoms I, are I, soggy. About the most thing I regret is dropping the uh, Steelers defense. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to bite them Not this week. them back. No, I'd have to say who... The thing that... It's really... I really appreciate being re- being able to rely on the consistency, at least, of a defense and a kicker and not having to worry about that. I'm more into the circle jerk. <laughs> <laughs> a little round-robin action. Golly. I, I, I wish that I had just kept them through that bye. <laughs> mm. And now I'm going to have to be 
circle jerking around on the waiver wire. Dude, if your biggest regret though is dropping a kicker or a defense, you're doing pretty well. Some people might not appreciate this, but there's not many people on my team that I didn't draft. (laughs) And yeah, I don't really regret. You guys had a great draft. I don't regret any of that. Yeah. Um. I think I can speak for all three of us in saying, and we forget about it because he's hurt, but all of us have to regret not picking up Deshaun Watson early in the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the things that the uh, my my team manager uh-huh. tried to get me to do. Mm. but You picked Mike Williams instead in the 16th round. I did. Fandom. Yeah. I regret that, taking Mike yeah. Williams over Deshaun Watson. I remember Spencer picked him up on Deshaun's birthday. It was his first start against Cincinnati. The Bengals. Yeah, on Thursday. And I was, I was texting you that morning. Trying to get me to do it. Trying two to do it two for one. So that for I could Andrew free up. Luck. I know. That's another regret. Trying to free up a roster spot. And it's like I was debating between who even knows, but the people that I didn't want to drop were probably like Tyrell Williams. Like, I didn't drop Tyrell Williams for oh. Deshaun Watson, the GOAT, oh my who is right up there as one of the ultimate keepers for next season and yeah, had a, really a string one. of games that was absolutely incredible. Be a really good keeper. Yeah. It, that'll be one of the ones where it's like, um, I think when, pe- when people look back on the season, they'll be like, this is one of my biggest regrets was like dropping Deshaun Watson for a keeper or for a kicker. Or um, I want to. I bet you what the other one will be like the people that you took in rounds before Adam Thielen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something like that. Well, hey, do we have all our regrets out there? Yeah. We can hit the bottle now. Get back to the uh, the losers liquor. Let's go to something that's a big one for. Uh, a, a, it's a big landmark, I think, for um, a lot of people. Um, a big landmark for this young rookie quarterback. Let's talk about the Gardetto's big balls play of of the week. <laughs> Obviously, I can't trust you with the Gardettos. Alright, so before we get to the Gardettos Big Balls Play of the Week, I want to say one thing. Say it. Um, we hit a rough patch there where we didn't have a pod for, how long was it, Josh? I know you really suffered. Two or three weeks? Four weeks? I think it was two weeks. It was three weeks. Okay. <laughs> He's got it down. Yikes. <laughs> no mini pods, no nothing. And uh, in talking about regrets, I think we we would be remiss if we didn't give an honorary Gardetto's Big Balls Play of the Week a few weeks ago to my brother, Logan Carroll. Speaking of Deshaun Watson, Logan traded for Tom Brady the day that Spencer was ready to part with him in favor of Deshaun Watson. And then lo and behold, I think an hour later, Deshaun Watson tears his ACL and Logan being the bigger man, the, not the bigger man, but the better man being a really freaking good dude traded back Tom Brady um, to essentially not wreck Spencer's season, even though he got a good deal Logan did in the process. And I thought that was ballsy. I thought it was nice and ballsy. So, honorary Gardetto's Big Balls Play of the Week. Yeah, notice I didn't mention that in the regrets. Yeah, don't regret exactly. that. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was the uh, the right move. It's something that I know, I think Mike did last season at one point. He reversed a trade once an injury came out. And I uh, really respect that, you know? 
friendship is more important than a fantasy football just by a little bit but anyways that brings us to the big balls play of the week take it away we got a really exciting one and i know this is going to be uh much the chagrin of our of our colleague uh josh who's on the podcast today because he played some parts maybe albeit small in um in beating him this week but logan rice with the in californication go ahead and starting the number two overall pick who not hasn't necessarily looked good um but (laughs) no no not at all (laughs) on cam newton's by he's gonna go ahead and pick up mitchell trubisky plug him straight into the lineup and you know there were some really bad quarterbacks um two of them being on his opponent's team (laughs) (laughs) still going there and mitchell trubisky outscored both of them just throwing that out there yeah i mean we're we're combined and cam newton outscored dak (laughs) (laughs) dang good point we're just a couple weeks removed from mitchell trubisky attempting six passes in a game right yeah, or completing. Like, Didn't he compete? Uh, no, t- no, like I think nine? it was like four for six or something. Yikes. Yeah, he has not been passing the ball much. And Mitch had a modest 15.5 points, had an interception and touchdown as well. Uh, but still, just having the cojones to uh, pick him up and plug him plug into him the lineup in. and then get the victory, that's uh, that's, that's a insane. big deal. That's and something that's we look for. We, uh, yeah, exactly. We, we, we want to pick winners. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, you know, none of us are – Getting the guard that is big balls play the week. Uh, this week. Pour me some more bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, congratulations, B. Logan Rice. The Gardetto's big balls play the week goes to you. Ow! I says big balls for next week. <laughs> We're gonna round this thing up with a questionnaire of sorts. Before we get onto that, I have to say that I'm not mad about this loss. I mean, I'm mad about it, but I feel no hard feelings towards towards Blix. You know, the reason I have inner peace is because me and Blake's have a special connection. (laughs) (laughs) I would like, if if, if I, uh, if I didn't, (laughs) if I didn't, if I didn't win, if I don't win this year, the number one person that I would want to win this year would be B. Logan Rice. Comeback players of the year. Yeah. Pulling off the Jordy Nelson. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue into our interview. Josh, how's it? uh, How's it hanging? (laughs) How does it feel to be back in the league this year? Uh, it feels really good. Even though I was uh, cut by my previous team, I was <laughs> pleased last year that mi padre gave me the opportunity to co-coach the team last year. Sneak a couple ads in. Maybe decline a couple trades. <laughs> <laughs> a couple. <laughs> I remember when I picked up on the fact that you were kind of running your dad's team last Weren't year. Weren't we at like a For restaurant? For those of you guys who don't know, I think we were at Carolina Ale House and yeah. we were watching some really crappy Thursday night game. And I remember Jazz Josh Titans just saying, maybe. what do you guys think about Terrell Pryor? Because <laughs> <laughs> there was a Marvin Jones for Terrell Pryor trade that Pending, I found a little yeah. curious. Yeah, and it was Josh who was pulling all the strings and not Greg. <laughs> I was like, and you Josh, know that's a deep cut for someone who's not paying attention to fantasy. <laughs> yeah. What a what a what a keystone trade that was! eh? (laughs) You know, I ended up withdrawing that trade a few minutes later, and that was a regret. Yeah. Oh wow! Wow, we're going back to last year. (laughs) Oh gosh, if we went to last year, uh, drafting Arian Foster, drafting Josh Gordon. (laughs) Oh, so how is the uh, the relationship, the dynamic between you and your dad? I think you guys are the, I think you guys are the second ever co-owned team. I think. 
Randy's first year, it was him and Jacob. That doesn't really count. But Jacob was like seven. Yeah, and didn't wasn't wasn't super involved. So I don't know what's the what's the dynamic like. It's not uh dissimilar to that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jacob? I, I don't want to be too harsh. <laughs> so do you guys have defined roles as co-owners? What I want to know is who has the role of changing the photo every week. <laughs> All right, so that would be your dad, right? Yeah. No? Okay, okay. Okay. So I have I have this routine. Uh, I uh, on Tuesday mornings I get coffee with some friends at about 6:30 a.m. and I get I I head to the coffee house and um kudu down in Charleston nice. classic which is only about a block from my previous office and I get coffee with those guys from about 6:30 a.m. to 7:30 a.m. and then from 7:30 a.m. to 8 a.m. before I go into work hit that app hit that app <laughs> and uh without fail even you know even sometimes on uh on more crucial weeks, when I don't watch the Monday night game, I check the app before then at about 6.30 a.m. And without fail, no matter how early, no matter how early I check the app, the photo has been changed. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. It's a surprise to me just that as much as it is to everyone else. That is wow. awesome. And you know what else has changed is our lineup. I wow. wake up I wake up and Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning Dang. before I uh before I have a chance to get up. Our lineup has been changed. If we have any players on by, they have been benched and uh the photo has been changed. That's pretty impressive. So your dad, um, he's been pretty upfront with his lack of knowledge about the NFL. And I know he's you know, in I think year three of his five year plan of kind of figuring out fantasy football, <laughs> solving the puzzle. He's on a pure mathematical uh plan this year. Does he know that Antonio Brown is indeed Brown? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's just a number in the spreadsheet. Yeah. Like yeah. he's never like he didn't see the Antonio Brown like catch against his helmet. Like nothing like that. Like no actual football watching, just the results. Mr. Roboto. Pure numbers. You should day. send him some highlights every now and then of your players. Just like be like, hey, here's like a f- 10 second gif version of Antonio Brown. Oh, I, I do that sometimes. Okay. Here's Jake Elliott yeah. getting a concussion. Ooh. <laughs> Dak Prescott throwing three picks. Yikes. <laughs> Cut him off. Yeah, we my dad land on the one week. My dad has his spreadsheets. He has like some he has a big system Dang. with spreadsheets. He does his own analysis of the players. He does not rely at all on ESPN's analysis. Wow. He just runs probably the, smart. He just runs the numbers, but I drafted the entire team. Uh, we consulted. Was your dad Okay, your dad was involved. Yeah, yeah. but I, I was on the road back from Virginia. Can I, can you think of a, a, a of a pick that he influenced probably more than the other picks? Mike Williams. Mike Williams. <laughs> Williams. <laughs> yep. That's a good point. Yeah, your dad has been known to uh, draft the crap out of some Clemson players. I think uh, New Hopkins. New Hopkins. He. Yeah. He influenced. Although I have that to. One say- really paid off. What was that third round? Fourth That's round? another ideal wow. keeper. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That I have to say though, that was not a shot in the dark by any means. I knew in my heart that with. Deshaun Watson there this year, even though he wasn't the starter, I knew that those would have a sp- those two guys would have a special connection. And honestly, like even going back to that moment, like I thought Tom Savage is an improvement on Brock Osweiler, and I think he actually is. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Nuke was a good pick. That was a great pick. I was wanting to avoid him at that point, but I was dead wrong. He's yeah. uh, he's been a beast this year. Were you very happy to be dead wrong? Yeah. I He's may awesome. have picked Terrell Pryor before him. Oof. Maybe right after, probably right after, but you better hope so. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> you know, th- this is the uh 
I think the third straight year that I've drafted Frank Gore. <laughs> and I don't regret that either. He's he is He's old granddad. He's old granddad. I saw, I saw some insane stat the other week where when Devontae Freeman missed this week because of concussion, it was Oh, you it, saw this stat? You didn't get it sent to you by anybody? Um, I saw Dallas, we follow like the same Go people ahead. on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we um, send each other stuff we've already seen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um that Devontae Freeman missed his thirtieth consecutive uh, start which was the second most in the league whereas frank gore had started like he missed a, a game after 30 consecutive yeah, starts yeah which was the second most in the league for a running back whereas the person with the most was frank gore with 102 consecutive starts Jeez. yeah that guy is a class act he is a professional yeah. in every sense of the word and even if you know he only puts up 9.8 points every week at least Classic. he's consistent about it and yeah. He's like he's the backbone of my team. He's one of those captains who, you know, he may not put up big points, but he He's got the patch. He improves the morale. He <laughs> I like it. I love it. Good locker room presence. Yeah. Yeah, he he, he increases Ooh, the maturity the of the younger guys on the team. Hmm. I believe I feel I feel good with Frank Gore on my team. Parker. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I, I had Frank Gore, I think his first year as a Colt and I was really happy. He's kind of the definition of an RB2. Yeah. Maybe maybe yeah, you, maybe you influence him to uh, give give a good talk <laughs> to Jarek McKinnon. Definition of an RB two. Maybe influence him to give a talk to Jarek McKinnon before the playoff push. Definition of an RB two. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might just bench McKinnon in favor of Gore just to give him a little motivation. Teach him. Mm, give yeah. him the Baker Mayfield treatment. Send him a message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know who was a somebody who's kind of a shot in the dark or a. Yeah, might as well. He's might as well pick him. Was Todd Gurley? That was not that someone that off. I was. That was not someone that I was looking to pick. It it was one of those things where, and you know, he wasn't even. He was. He was like a fourth or fifth round. No, pick. he was second. Really? Yeah, he was up there. Okay, but but, it was, but he was he was somebody like I remember. I didn't feel very confident going into the year. Yeah, I think all the running backs that I had wanted to pick had been pick had been taken and I was like, well, might as well. He's, you know, one of the He was just better than the other guys, but that's the only reason I picked him up. And he has done really well. Although along with a lot of other running backs in the league or you know, younger running backs in the league this year, they've kind of petered off a little bit. Petermaned off, yeah. Yeah, well, like cream, you, cream the dream as well. Just not. You can't a, necessarily expect thirty point weeks out of a running back every. That's every true. Week. Um, Todd Gurley, I that's that's a guy that I wish I would have taken over Gronk. Yeah, I think he's faced some uh some pretty tough defensive lines though too. Like Very he true. plays in that NFC West. Um, he went up against Minnesota this past week, Houston the week before. Like these are all teams with strong interiors of their defensive lines. So I don't know. I mean, Gurley. Gurley the second is the number one player, number one running back in fantasy. He's averaging twenty point five points per game. Like he's incredible. That was one of the steals of the draft for sure. Certainly. Even if it was the second round. A couple round. good keeper options now with those yeah. second and third round picks. Yep. Well, so I will have to say about some of the moves on this team or even lack of moves on this team, either whether that be in the draft or on the trades, is perhaps I mean, if you want to know about the dynamic is a potential benefit of having two um, coaches, and you guys may even have this benefit just being as brothers, but and talking to kind one of operate as a sounding board, right? Uh, yeah, a sounding board for moves, <clears throat> being able to talk something out before you know, really talk something all the way through. Not many trades that we've accepted that 
you haven't said something to me about before or that I've said something to you about. Yeah. Yeah, because there may be things that you have gut feelings about or have thought through part of the way, but then when you talk it through with someone, either it, you know, either something makes a lot of sense or you realize it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Because we're totally dealing in hypotheticals. Like, everything is hypothetical in fantasy football. And you can talk yourself into anything. Like Tyrell Williams over Deshaun Watson. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I could see that being an advantage. Yeah. But on the other hand, I mean, the success of my team is definitely a blind squirrel league. And while I want to say that there were some picks that I think we're well-educated in the draft. There's a lot of just good luck that this team has had. There always is. Not really, yeah. not really been plagued by injuries much at all, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Aside from Jake Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> your team has lost two straight. Still got championship aspirations here? Aspirations, yeah. You have to have those. Yeah. <laughs> You have championship aspirations, Logan. There I mean, re- things could break horribly for all of you. I've, I've always, I will always say that I've always felt in fantasy football like starting off really hot is not necessarily the way Especially you want with to the go. Waiver wire exactly, exactly. Yeah. I think the only good waiver wire pickup I've got this year is Jarek McKinnon, and, and he wasn't even a waiver wire pickup, like in the traditional in the sense. traditional yeah. sense. It's yeah. like I had to like really do some. <laughs> deeper reading on him and pick him up before the you know before the normal process goes through i have not really gotten anyone else off the waiver wire that has manifested itself as an effect taking a big effect on my team oh manifest destiny yeah (laughs) (laughs) but the the waiver wire makes a big difference and especially later on in the season when teams that have kind of stumbled through the first half of the season there's always injuries that happen there's always changes you know and who um, you know, these NFL teams play or th- there's changes throughout the season. And as a team that did well through the first half of the season, I don't have a lot of opportunity, especially with the way that our waiver wire system is set up to make any moves. And so, I mean, thankfully I haven't been that affected by injuries. Uh, so I think we still have a good shot at the championship, but there are a lot of teams like Freebird on the backs of hops, California, California education that I think have also a great chance at the championship and so i think i think that and this might be a good transition unless you have any more questions for me into the the playoff segment but i think that i think that we have a pretty hot uh neck and neck uh, look at the playoffs i mean i think there have been years i think there have been years very sexy which is a word that we haven't used enough on the uh, pod this season. Yeah. There've been years where it's kind of pretty obvious, I feel like in this league where who's who has the best chance about winning the playoffs. I mean, what was that year? A few well, years ago where we were 16 team league and uh yeah. S Sean Patrick I'll, Carroll. I'll say like the yeah. past two seasons. Okay, so 3 seasons ago when I won the championship, my team really turned things around mid-season. But mm-hmm. the last two seasons, my dad has pretty much well, two seasons ago my dad was in the driver's seat the whole time he won the championship. Last year, Dylan's team was the most dominant the mm-hmm. entire season. He won the championship. Right. Yeah. This year, <clears throat> part of me felt like your team had been so dominant, you were going to run the table and do the same thing. And mm-hmm. I still think that's a possibility, but I do think there are some strong teams, yeah. some other contenders. Yeah. So Some dark horses. Yeah. Dark horses. I know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
kind of thinking about the playoffs, it, it really felt like going into last week, there was kind of a, not set in stone, but there were, there were four, no, six teams that were kind of like in the playoff picture, and it looked like they were pretty steady. And going into this week, it kind of looks like the same thing. Like there are two eight and three teams, a seven and four team, and then three six and five teams. So it's like those are your playoff teams there. But this is the week that it could get interesting, particularly with Nuke Nuke, I am your father, who we talked about. They're kind of the Los Angeles Chargers of our league where they're slowly creeping up and they've got a losing record, but they could sneak into the playoffs. Um, And then Roger Goodwill hunting. I guess he kind of flip-flopped and is now five and six, but he could make some noise as well. Um, th- those are really the two players. No disrespect to the four and seven and three and eight teams, but uh, th- those are the two that could really make things interesting and sneak in. Um, what's, I think, more interesting than the race for the sixth seed or whatever you want to talk about is the uh, the race for the first-round buys, which is a really big deal. That's a guaranteed victory. Um, you could probably go back and look at the statistics. Like the teams that are on by are have an incredible advantage. And uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> going into last week, uh, you and I actually had the buys because it's division winners. My, yeah. my team's by no means the second best team in the league, but had that. Um, it got snatched from me by California education. I have um, roughly two thousand more points. Not two thousand, two hundred more points than him. 130 something like that um but he's got the seven four record um so that's that's gonna be a really interesting one there too and spencer could always sneak back in if he got hot um but like we said Freebird and soggy bottom boys it's gonna come down to basically who has the better record um because you guys have quite a bit more i think 160 more points Actually, exactly 160 more points than Freebird. But if he were to win his next two, and you you guys were to go one and one or something like that, he would he would get that first round by, and that'd be a really big deal. Yeah, and I think if we're talking about who has the better chance of winning out, uh, let's see. So next this week, I play Roger Goodwill Hunting, or we play Roger Goodwill Hunting, and Freebird plays Mr. Miyagi. Say with that. Uh, no offense to Harry. Love you, Harry. But Freebird has the better chance of uh, winning out. Things might get pretty close between me and Spencer. And Harry's then, more interested in his work league right now. He's actually ooh, got a good team. In boo. Yeah. <laughs> a little foreshadowing for our next segment. <laughs> but then... uh and then, Carol's going to love it. And then the, uh, uh, the last week of the season, I play Inner Peace. Not too wor- not too worried about that. And then it looks like Freebird Freebird going down, my friend. Freebird plays his practice squad. Duke Cooks won't come. The junior varsity Freebird team. Oh, it's so funny. It's cracking me. Yeah, that's a pretty cushy end of the season there for Freebird. Yeah. Very cushy. But if my team, you know, honestly, if the Soggy Bottom Boys are gonna make a playoff run. They need to pick it up and win out this rest of the season. They need to, they need, just like the the Clemson Tigers. They need to, they need to win out. Yeah. They need to finish. They need to finish strong if they're gonna make it through the playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Yeah. Um, my my philosophy with fantasy football is just get to the playoffs and see what happens. Like do everything you can to get there and then see how it shakes out. 
I don't know. So you guys are in good shape. I don't think there's a scenario where you miss the playoffs. Um, there is definitely a scenario where my team misses the playoffs. I could be one of those ones that falls out in favor of a uh, nuke nuke or Roger Goodwill hunting or something like that. Um, but uh, the soggy bottom boys, they're going to be in a good position to, to win it all. Um, yeah. I think as far as the old farts league league go, there's, you guys Other are way outclassing us right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty imbalanced. What were, what were I you think the say, only though? team that is like totally out at this point in our is the headless chickens. I mean, if not, if on the backs of Hawks and Numbnuts both lose out, then Nuke Nuke I and your father could sneak in. Hmm. And I mean, things are still up in the air for that third spot in the old Farts League. Mm-hmm. But as far as your league goes, I mean. I mean, Interpeace could slip in over Roger Goodwill Hunting. It could happen. Well, the thing is, I'm I'm Watch pretty back. sure. Yeah, actually, um, it's back. not the three team, the three top teams on each division. It's uh, the top teams in each division get a bye, and then it's just the next four. Oh. So you guys could have three, and probably will have three. Watch your from your back. division, uh, or sorry, four, counting the bye team, and we'll probably gotcha. have two. Now it could shake out where it's three and three. Um, but yeah, it's not necessarily tied to that mm. inner piece. Sorry care. to kill your, uh, <laughs> kill your vibe there, Logan. Um, yeah. So if the playoffs were to start today, soggy bottom boys would be number one, California education. Number two, they'd have the buy. And then the three, six would be Freebird and numb nuts. Two of the, uh, highest scoring teams this past week. And then the four or five would be me and Mike and we face each other this week. So it will be interesting to see how it shakes out very interesting indeed before we close out tonight josh i know we get a lot of bs about the podcasts and uh what people think of it you just dropped three players multitasking for the win yeah (laughs) go ahead well i have nothing to talk about with the playoff picture (laughs) anyway before we close out the podcast um josh do you have anything to say about it and um i don't know you, you you mentioned something earlier so go ahead yeah this is something i really look forward to every week uh, for those of you who don't know, which I think most people do, but I ride my bike to work every day of the week. It's about, uh, well, up until this point, it's been about a two-mile bike ride. Yeah, but you guys just moved. It's yeah. Further. It is further, twice as far. Oh, shoot. Thankfully, it is still on the uh, Charleston Peninsula and not over either one of the rivers because I do not w- know what I would have done if they had moved the office over the rivers. But it is still on the peninsula, but it's twice as far so i'll be riding four miles to work and back on my bike every day been doing that uh almost a year now but but yeah so i do that every day and you know monday is always really rough because it's two miles is not quite far enough to like plug in some music and really like get in the zone and so i don't really do that but it's armstrong but uh and tuesday is also kind of rough but when I you know this this year or this fall Wednesday Thursday Friday have has been just magical really because I get to listen to the podcast magical <laughs> magical <laughs> but but yeah so it, it's the podcast has always just been enough time for me to listen on the way and back Wednesday Thursday and Friday of the week and so it's something that I really look forward to and really appreciate. Uh, being in all sincerity i hear you guys get a lot of sarcasm a lot of insincerity from people about this podcast but something that certainly makes my 
bike ride to work. That means a really lot. Really nice. It means a lot. Yeah, we appreciate it. We really do. Well, I've got one more question for you, Josh. <laughs> How soggy is your bottom? Not <laughs> at all. Whoa! Breaking <laughs> news! Truth comes out. The soggy bottom boys. Their bottoms aren't soggy whatsoever. Well, oh my gosh. This has been an honest blast and maybe it's the bourbon talking um but this has been a really fun podcast i've i've had a, the most fun i've had in a while recording this honestly um since probably, that uh blicks podcast since the blicks Rip. podcast that's rest in peace the one that'll live in infamy yeah Jeez. this is this is really fun and even for a guy who's basically eliminated from playoff con, uh contention this is this has been a bit fun time and i hope it, it really translates well when we uh when we finish it up yep let's go get some victories this week boys amen I'm going to play spoiler. Let's do it. All right. It's been another episode of the Carroll Family and Friends Fantasy Football League podcast. Look out for the Super Sports Bros podcast. We will be debuting this week. And I hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Get some Mm. special football this Thursday. Yeah. It's going to be good. Hope Dak has a good Thanksgiving. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) 